Hi, Toby. Matthew, hello. <clears throat> I've got a good one. Um, knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. <laughs> Interrupting cow who? Moo. <laughs> you didn't get it. <laughs> you didn't get it in time. <laughs> Are you joking? There's a delay on the line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're listening to a brand new episode of the Transatlantic Battery Mates. <laughs> Okay, welcome to another episode of Battery Mates. It is President's Day. Happy President's Day to 44 of the 45 presidents of the United States. Um, we are back in uh, regular, almost regular season. Spring training is here. Uh, who else is back? Tim Mitt Tebow? Romney is back. Oh, Mitt Romney. <laughs> Mitt, Romney. Mitt Romney is back in my life. <laughs> he, he has announced that he is running for... Uh, United States Senate from um, his home state of California. <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry. No, <laughs> from his home state of Michigan. No, hang on a second. <laughs> you can see where I'm going with this joke. He's running from Utah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been very exciting. I have a, a ton of knowledge about Mitt Romney in, in my head that I never thought I'd get to use again, um, except when I talk to him uh, in my head, which I, <laughs> I do from time to time. Um, so that's very exciting. Uh, he is a huge Boston Red Sox fan, so um, all Boston Red Sox fans um, who are listening, we will be making a um, a lot out of that over the course of uh, this season. He's uh, presumably going to win the primary, so it will be all season long. So just going to give a fair warning that um, uh, Mitt Romney's Boston Red Sox will will hear a little bit about Mitt Romney over the course of the year. It's a beautiful it's a beautiful time of year. Uh, baseball is back, and Mitt Romney's running for office again. Um, for Pete's sake, it's what a what a wonderful time to be alive. <laughs> uh, it, it is a battle for the soul of America. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just saw a report that Tim Tebow is has a, reported to Mets training camp. So we, we know that the baseball season is is uh, already uh, heating up. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it's not going to be one of uh, spoiler alert, but it's not going to be one of my um, around the horn. But there's a great piece in the New York Post uh, this weekend about Tim Tebow and um, uh, how he's probably going to make the forty man roster because they don't want to lose him in a in a Rule Five um, oh uh, pickup. <laughs> and, uh, how he's bringing in a ton of money for the minor league teams he's 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 been playing for and how um the uh, i can't remember the the Mets family um uh, owner's name but they own a stake in a couple of the minor league teams as well so this is this whole shit oh show tim tebow is going to be around for us to kick for a while yeah <laughs> oh it's going to be well our, our Mets fan friends um always seem to have a, an upbeat attitude about all this so um, <laughs> we'd love to check in sometime soon. Um. <laughs> it, 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 talking of reporting, though, it has been really, really exciting to um, see players uh, uh, warming up and practicing and, yes, shagging some balls. Um, I, I've, I've been so stuffed with baseball. I've literally been watching, like, Instagram clips of batting practice. <laughs> 
over and over and over again <laughs> and and just like warm-up throws from from pitches uh that you know the beat reporters are taking from the side of the field is it's really pathetic i love the ones that are like ground ball practice where they just field the ball they don't actually throw it they they they, they move into position as they're gonna throw it and they just kind of drop the ball <laughs> those are the <laughs> those are the really getting your getting your gears all juiced up for uh for yep. baseball I will watch those videos over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> so we have an around the horn today, and then we have uh, our first half-hearted attempt at empathy uh, on the season uh, with uh, Ross Morales Riquetto, who um, whose team won the won the World Series last year. Houston, yeah. Houston. I mean, I, I had to remind myself that Houston won it. It's kind of didn't come from nowhere, but um, I, I, they weren't they weren't my pick. So um, I'm excited to hear whether he's uh, come down from the ceiling yet. Yeah, no, I know it. it I, I'd love to know, you know. I, I we only bear, you you and I have only sort of paid attention to the end of the season last year, so I'd love to hear what happened. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we start with around the horn. Yeah, let's go for it. Why don't you go first? Oh, okay. So I have my first my first one up is from the lowest hanging fruit of uh, baseball podcast. Uh, content which is reading some tweets that i read on the internet <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it is a little shaming and i um i'm a little embarrassed but it's it's so good sean doolittle who is already by some distance my favorite um nationals player of, of all time <laughs> for uh his phenomenal wind up his extraordinarily good closing coming off the back of a, a, a just dog shit nationals bullpen for most of last season he was already up there uh then he's got a really great load of progressive politics which is not something you don't always see in baseball shall we say um and he's also just a really good dude he's really good at twitter uh he he tweeted uh, over the weekend um the teens are winning olympic gold medals and using their voice to affect positive social change it's inspiring and i for one welcome our new teen overlords <laughs> he got into a, a back and forth with a couple of people on twitter and talked about the time a group of teens roasted him on the on the metro uh, he said <laughs> he said a group of teens roasted me on the dc metro once and it took me weeks to summon the courage to take the train again i'm now ready to admit it was actually a very good burn his his wife replied to that tweet saying i remember it was hilarious and he got goaded he got goaded into telling the story which i will just read okay. we left a nats social event and there was a gaggle of teens on the metro platform one of them said hey you know who you look like I thought they recognized me, and I felt cool. As I began to reply, he said, Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole group, including my wife, started laughing. <laughs> he's just a really good dude. I, I wish he tweeted more because his tweets are always very high quality. He's, 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 he's changed his Twitter name to Obi, Shen Keno Obi Sean Kenobi. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so good. He's like the anti-Trevor Bauer on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, Trevor. Sorry, is that too soon? Uh no, no. Um no, it's not. He's it's I've I've gone through several hours of professional um <laughs> you know, counseling for for this. Okay. So. <laughs> well, that, that was my first one and that is strike one of just reading tweets off the internet for one of my around the horn. <laughs> I will I only have two more of those left this season. Well, my so um the you know, in this around the horn, um I'm going to bring up something that 
news that broke hours after we posted our last episode, um, which is the news that uh, the Cleveland Baseball Club will be re- um, retiring uh, its, I guess now, sub-level mascot, uh, Chief Wahoo. Um, no longer, after the 2018 season, will no longer be part of the team's uniform. And uh, sales of the of Wahoo-related merchandise will be discontinued on online and um, and I think throughout uh, the country, barring um, some, I guess, minimal sales at uh, in, in Progressive Field, um, you know, their vintage vintage material, whatever. I don't know. They claim they have a, a the, the trademark they have to maintain, so they have to sell some merchandise or something. Um, but uh, so it remains to be seen how how much uh, they're going to discontinue it altogether. Um, I'm hopeful that this is a, this will go over smoothly. Although I can I can report from uh, just following some Cleveland fans on Twitter and seeing some reaction on in the comments sections um, of the the, new, the local newspapers that uh, this isn't going over well at all. <laughs> people are not happy about this among the uh, I would say among the people who can can get worked up about a mascot in the in the wrong way. Uh, it's it's definitely they're definitely taking the bait. Um, and so the, the off season couldn't have come to an end soon enough for me, um, mo- mostly because it was boring. But uh, it allowed there was way too much oxygen oxygen um, to to the uh, the people who were upset about this move, um, this long overdue uh, discontinu- <laughs> discontinuation of a racist mascot. Um, so I mean, that said, I. Um, and I should note, we didn't put the timer on for these, so these are both going along here. <laughs> I said, you know, I do understand the, like, emotional connection to something involving baseball, like the irrational emotional connection. Um, and so I understand where people are coming from on that. But uh, the people who are saying, I'm never going to another baseball game in Cleveland again, they're, they weren't going, either they weren't going to baseball games before, <laughs> or, they, or these people are not actual fans. So, um, do you think there's going to be protests at a game? Are they going to try and make make some noise? I I would I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I will not. Pro- I most likely I will not be going to the opening day this season because um, it's way too close to our uh, due date. Um, uh, but I you know it's so I won't be able to see it. But I imagine opening day will be a time where there'll be some people. And I think the, the one of the reasons for this kind of year long process where they're going to actually have, uh, you know, they're not going to actually stop wearing Wahoo on their jerseys until next season um, allows for this to kind of cool off over the course of a year, I hope, um, uh, because I would hate for this to be some sort of counterculture like, uh, you know, in, in Cleveland, they the, the stadium used to be called Jacobs Field and now it's called Progressive Field, but 90% of fans still call it the Jake. So I'd hate for the sim- a similar thing to uh, to take over uh, among the diehard fans, some sort of, like, you know, punk punk way of uh, of, of celebrating Wahoo would, would not be the, the right way for this to play out. So <laughs> I'm hoping that it, it takes. Um, and it will be. It is kind of cool. You know, the one thing, last thing I'll say about this, and over to you again, um, is that, you know the the thing that there there was some um, you know rightful criticism of the delay, how long it took, the fact that they'll still be able to sell the the, the merchandise. Um, I think that's all fair and deserves some debate. But uh, the thing that 
I keep coming back to is this is undeniable progress and it is a very good thing to happen. Um, and I can't get too worked up about that. I, 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 I take it as a positive and, um, you know, uh, the fact that my daughter will never know a baseball team with the, with the chief Wahoo as a, as a, as, as mascot, we'll never know that. I mean, presumably history will not go away and she could look it up, but, um, you know, that will not be part of her upbringing. Um, she will be mandated to be a Cleveland baseball fan, but it, it, uh, she won't have to. She won't know Wahoo uh, as a as a as a, some sort of emotional connection to her team. So, I think that's progress. I don't know. Over to you, Matthew. It's, it's better than nothing. It definitely <laughs> is better than nothing. Okay, my um, uh, my second is the rule changes that were just announced uh, today. Uh, I dated the recording of this show by mentioning President's Day at the top um, of <laughs> of the show, and the rule changes came out uh, about uh, ninety minutes ago, just as I was leaving the office for the day uh, here in London, England. And the rule changes um, are generally um, uh, stupid in my opinion i don't know if you've had a chance to to read them yet but um there's some there's some key things the, the, the number one thing which is is good news i guess is the pitch clock has been deferred yeah um they're not going to have a pitch clock uh, this year although there's a really interesting line in the statement that says that they are um uh, uh they're deferring the pitch clock quote in order to give players an opportunity to respond to the new rules and positively affect pace of play through the 2018 season, which is one hell of a threat. They're basically saying, if you can, if you can make pace of play uh, improve yourselves, we won't introduce the pitch clock. Otherwise, it is definitely happening. So there's that. And the review is for the pit, for a pitch clock and a between batter uh, timer. Hmm. Uh, so that's that's something that's going to be uh, hanging over. Um, there's a couple of other small things. Um, phone lines are being uh, um, connected between the video review rooms and the dugout so that um, MLB can monitor the phone lines for s- sign stealing, which is apparently one of the big causes of mound visits because teams have been so concerned about sign stealing that um, uh, that's been slowing the, the game down. And that's the other that's the other big change is these mound visits. They're now going to be limited to six per team per nine innings you get an extra visit for every extra innings if you get free baseball um i thought it was interesting that any manager coach or player visiting the mound will count as one of your mound visits so the infield just gathering gathering in or the infield captain uh uh, trotting over that will count as a um, as a mound visit but visiting the mound to clean your cleats in rainy weather to check on an injury <laughs> with the pitcher or a potential injury with the pitcher doesn't count, which seems like just absolutely gigantic um, uh, <laughs> loopholes. And the umpire has the discretion to grant the catcher a, a, a bonus visit <laughs> after the six are used up if if the umpire is convinced that they've got all crossed up with the with the signs. So the whole thing the whole thing is kind of. Um, I kind of feel like I think we talked about this in the last show that, that some of these rules are being put in place to give the umpires a little bit more leverage when they are arguing with the players about speeding things up rather than being genuinely meaningful rules. And the thing that really sells it for me on that one is that when you look down into the, the small print of these rule changes, um, they uh, when you when it talks about enforcement, it says players who consistently or frequently uh, frequently 
um, if they consistently or in a smelling attractively way violate the time limits, they will be subject to progressive discipline for just cause by the office of the commissioner. Wow. Pursuant to Article uh, 11, which is uh, in the in the bargaining agreement, the section on fines and suspensions. So it doesn't. The, the umpires are given no. There's no kind of like, you know, for each violation, there's a there's a, a ball or a, or a strike or whatever. So it, 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 it doesn't seem like a, a real a real thing to me. Uh, again, uh, the other changes between between innings breaks, um, there will be a countdown as there has been. Um, uh, counting down from uh, two minutes oh five in most games, uh, longer breaks for uh, nationally televised games and uh, tiebreakers. The pitcher must begin his wind up uh, to throw the first pitch of the inning as the clock hits zero. Um, so uh, the clock is going to actually uh, mean something. Interestingly, the, the, it used to be that pitchers had eight warm up uh, pitches before uh, the uh, the batter had to step in. They're scrapping that. You can have as many pitches as you can get through oh. in the time uh, allows. But the thing that really slayed me, because uh, we've talked about this with pace of play before and how television is the cause of uh, pace of play being off, there's a there's a, a caveat to all of this uh, this rule change. The pitcher cannot begin, cannot begin his motion for the first pitch more than five seconds prior to the end of an inning break or a pitching change so that television is ensured to be back from commercial break. (laughs) (laughs) So they could, they literally could go faster than these pace of play rules are suggesting, but they can't because of television. So (laughs) uh, overall, uh, overall, I think these are, these, this is, this is a bullet dodged as far as I'm concerned. They could have fucked with the game a lot more than they have. I think these rules are really about giving the umpires a bit more leverage, uh, in, in, in trying to get things moving. But I honestly don't think this is going to change very much. What do you think? Yeah. You know, I think that's right. I think that another, you know, TV and TV breaks are a big part of this, but the other thing about the game getting longer is the fact that the game is getting longer. Like the, you know, um, there are pitchers with in this era, like would, where batters are p- taking more walks and pitchers are striking out more batters. The at bats are, are taking longer. You know, it used to be you know not that long ago where you know people were were swinging away a lot more frequently. So I don't know. It's it, I think the, there are other things that league could do to uh, you know encourage uh, quickening up the game. But um, I'm not I'm not concerned. I'm not sure that so many people. My new thing is I don't think there's that many people who are upset about pace of play. Let's be honest. Maybe this is a yep. an invented problem. But all right, my my last one here. Um, I just wanted you know it, it feels mean to pick on the Detroit Tigers who are undoubtedly going to be a terrible baseball team this year. But this is something <laughs> that I think is is worth noting because it's not it's not this isn't the Tigers. I'm sure this is pretty typical of how teams are, you know how major league baseball and our our sports are are kind of reacting to some of the some of what's going on in the world right now and uh so for people who don't know the tigers signed Derek norris a catcher who was suspended last season for for, uh, violating the major league baseball's domestic violence policy um uh i think he there was a there was some sort of um I, i don't know the actual i haven't actually read the charges um but there was an instance of 
domestic abuse back in 2015 with uh, Norris's ex-fiance. And so he denied all the charges but accepted the suspension um, back in back in June, I think. So he was a free agent. The Tigers signed him. In in doing so, uh, they said, you know, we know this is going to go over, not going to go over that great. Um, but just so you know, we take this very seriously. This is the quote. Listen, this isn't something we condone. I have two daughters and a wife of 30 years. Don't portray me as somebody who is insensitive to this. I'm very sensitive. But we vetted all the information we get from the commissioner's office, and they were on board with us signing him. So that's great. Um, uh, that's what the I think the the front office said. I can't actually don't know who that's attributed to, but well, we're not journalists here. Um, the, the the thing that came out just this week is that Derek Norris, when he was being interviewed at the beginning of spring training, uh, said hey, they asked him, you know, so uh, what kind of what do they what do they ask you about? How did how did you guys get past this, um, you know, that that incident? And and he he said basically said they didn't ask me about that at all. They didn't. Add, they didn't. Dis- we didn't discuss the incident with the Tigers, and so it really strains the um, credibility of the Tigers organization for saying they take this seriously and they're you know they they thoroughly vetted it. Um, I'm sure they looked at all the reports from Major League Baseball, but they didn't. To not even bring it up to the player himself uh, says a lot about how seriously you take it. So I don't know. I hope that. The Tigers, their Tigers are eating this right now, and they should be. Um, and I hope that tells other teams you're not going to be able to get away with this, um, this sort of behavior or this leniency for real horrible things. So, yeah, <sighs> and rightly so. Although I do think that baseball players um, have an easier ride than football or or basketball players on this kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, that's right. our around the horn. Well, that's around the horn. Should we? <laughs> <laughs> don't do that please um should we should we get a word from our sponsor you know what we should i think it's time you re- are you ready uh i am ready i'm <laughs> i'm i have already spent the money so <laughs> this episode of battery mates is brought to you by bye bye baby we do not sell human children we're the leading retailer for everything you need as new and expecting parents and a whole bunch of things you absolutely don't at Bye Bye Baby, we have all your favorite baby brands, specializing in companies you've never heard of until now, which sell things that are quite expensive. We swear these are legitimate businesses. And again, we do not sell human children. Bye Bye Baby. One more time, we sell baby stuff, not actual kids. All right. That's great. That's good stuff. Um, they, 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 I know they're very, um, they're very anxious about making sure people know they, they don't sell babies, but um, they, they do give them away. I, yeah. I don't think that that completely came across in the commercial, but um, if you links. are if you There's are looking to it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we we made ours, but I know I know people who have been given babies by 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 babies. So um, good <laughs> stuff. And um, we were they tried I, to I'd pay us to... with babies, um, and that's <laughs> just love not to how say it that, I'd love to say that I spent my uh, sponsorship money this week on Lily, but I did not, in fact, do that. <laughs> Okay, um, I think it's time for a half hour to attempt to empathy. It sure, damn is. Uh, let's go to let's go to the let's go to the let's fire up the wires. I don't know what we do anymore. <laughs> hey Ross, wake up! Are you are you there? I'm here. 
Hey, right. it's great. It's great to talk to you. I'm sorry for waking you up from your uh, from your nap. It's a, it's all right. I ate uh, a large meal with lots of pasta uh, earlier today, so um, I did need to take a pasta nap. But I'm feeling I'm feeling energized now. I'm really excited <laughs> to talk about the the Astros. Well, this is the thing. I, I, Toby and I were, were talking uh, before uh, the show today, and I, I'd almost forgotten that Houston were the world champions. It, it just I, we, He and I paid so little attention to the postseason after uh, having a, a petulant toddler rage about our teams losing in the divisional series that um, we weren't paying enough attention to even remember. Is it is it worn off for you? I mean, I assume that you knew that Houston won the World Series. Yeah, we should start yeah, with, are you aware that Houston won the World Series? <laughs> I, I, it's basically the only thing I've thought. It, I basically think about it every day when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is fair. Where, we, we, I don't think we talked about it. Where, where, were you, where did you watch the games? How did you, um, how did you take it all in? Uh, I watched it on... Uh, what I call the captain's chair in my living room. Most of the games I watched by myself. I I remember Ross, you were in Chicago during the Yankees series, and oh. and it was looking bad. It wasn't looking good. Um, and you were you actually were. It seemed like you were avoiding the game. Yeah, I mean, those three games where we lost in New York were pretty soul crushing. Yeah. Um. It's just loss after loss after loss. Didn't it didn't feel super good. But you know, it all ended up being great because we didn't have to play the Cleveland Indians and <laughs> we were able to win the World Series. Didn't have to play the Nationals either. You really skated through. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how how much credit do you give Sports Illustrated for their, their prediction from what, four years ago? You know, uh, I think if there is such a thing as a reverse curse, it it must it must happen when Sports Illustrated predicts something, you know, more than two years into the future. So <laughs> I basically give all of the credit to Sports Illustrated. That's I don't fair. think it would have happened without them. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so I, I guess like so you we can you tell can you go through the moment walk through the moment of when you'd actually won, what was your, what was your emotional state? What was your response? Um, it was, yeah, I yelled a lot. And then um, <laughs> I immediately went to my phone to, to the text thread that I was on with you and Jeff um, <laughs> to make sure that, that everyone knew that we had won. Um, <laughs> uh, it felt really good. The, the only thing I'll say is, uh, and you know, I don't mean any, uh, I don't mean any disrespect to the Dodgers, but you know, they really just kind of rolled over in that last game. Yeah, um, it wasn't really worthy of the rest of the series. They just sort of like let us beat them. It was strange, right? It was kind of a strange. They, the only game in the the series that wasn't very fun to watch. Yeah, it was. Well, it was really fun for me, but. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, it was not. It was objectively not a good baseball game. Right. <laughs> uh, sorry for sorry for zoning out just then. I I got a, a text about um, a, a soccer game next week. A buddy of mine asking me if I wanted tickets. Uh, a guy we were at school with is captaining the team that's going to play Spurs at Wembley in a in a replay. It was like a huge shock that they got a replay, 
and um, so this kid was a, a, a you know, he was younger than us, really the brother of a friend of ours. <clears throat> so uh, I'm hopefully going to go and see him play at Wembley, which is absolutely bananas. But anyway, uh, I, I only I only know what a few of those words meant. But, uh, <laughs> it sounds it sounds like it will be awesome. Yeah, yeah, it, it it will hopefully be really awesome. Um, but anyway, what, what I wanted to ask was um, about this coming season because I, I know there's always a lot of focus on whether teams can repeat and um, uh, you know, you know uh, whether they're going to be able to um, dominate again. But from my point of view, I I, I mean I think that Tim Tegueras talked a bit about this as a Cubs fan, that once you've won the World Series, that afterglow can last such a long time that you kind of don't care as much the next regular season. Do you feel that Houston is under pressure to prove that uh, they're the real deal, or are you just going to put your feet up and enjoy whatever happens? Oh, that's a good one. You know, I think, I definitely think the team based on some of Dustin Verlander's recent comments, um, does feel like, I don't think there's going to be a letdown for them. Um, but uh, I will certainly say that for myself, there probably will be some letdown for me. I will probably care a little bit less this year until probably we get to the all-star break, and then I'll start really caring again. Um, unless... Well, I'll, that that is as long as we're winning. Um, if we're not winning, then I'll get upset, and I'll probably just shut baseball out for the rest of the year. You'll put on the World Series champions hat and kind of just keep to yourself for a while. Yeah, I I will I will wear my Astros hat with pride uh, a lot while I walk around New York. <laughs> That's great. Um, you know, I think there's a lot to play for this season for you all. I mean, you guys traded for Garrett Cole, which is a, you know, it seems like you're rubbing it in a little bit. Um, let's be honest, but also like you have, you know, you have to redeem yourself from last season. You know, you, you guys blew a gigantic lead for the number one seed in the American league. Um, and, uh, you know, it's hard. I'm sure it's very, that's on most players minds. This coming into spring training is how do we, how do we redeem ourselves? How do we prove that, uh, in fact, we deserve to represent the American league last year in the world series. Um, it's probably a big deal. So, <laughs> you know, I think you're right. We were on pace for 118 wins last year. We came up uh, a little bit short, ending 17 wins short. But uh, you know, I think this year we have a chance at winning 120. So, um, I think the, I think the guys are going to be really stoked about it. Um, I'm not sure that our starting rotation is going to lose a game this season. Um, <laughs> Except for maybe Charlie Morton, but like you know, if we're being realistic, maybe three losses for him. You, your co-founder um, Amanda Lippman of To Run for Something, famously has predicted the Nationals would win somewhere in the neighborhood of 159 and 162 games every season. <laughs> We've had this program, so you, you, there's something in the in the water over there at Run for Something. <laughs> I just said 120 games. I, you know. <laughs> Just, uh, just 120 games. <laughs> and I also, you know, this, the starting rotation will lose three games. And they'll all be Charlie Morton's. <laughs> <laughs> I had Charlie Morton in my uh, fantasy team for a while last year. 
I got him at just the right moment and traded him just at the right moment as well. It was it was so good. He's gonna have a good year. I'm feeling a good year for him this year. Well, you think the team's gonna win 120 games, so <laughs> I'm not sure I'm gonna take your guidance on my fantasy team. <laughs> How, how worried are you about the Angels uh, in the division? Uh, now they have Otani and uh, the best player on earth, Mike Trout. Um, are they going to be? They going to give you a run? Can they possibly win 118 games this season? What do you think? <laughs> you know, here's what I'm going to say. No one's, you know, like Otani seems great. If he had gone to the Astros, I probably would have been really excited about him. He made a stupid. He made a stupid decision to go to the Angels. <laughs> um, didn't make any sense. There's a better team in Los Angeles that he could have gone to. Um, well, they're technically but, in Anaheim. <laughs> so, that, yes. Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um. <laughs> uh, you know, I think, you know, they may, they, you know, like, they seem to have made some improvements uh, from last season. So, you know, I'll be generous and say that they'll probably come in at around 500 this year. Hmm. That is generous of you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, somebody's going to lo- have to lose some of those games to you guys. Uh, might as well be. Yeah. Might as well be them. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I guess this, this kind of, who's a, who's a player on your team? You're like, I could, I could do without this guy. I've had enough of this player. Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, honestly, I would probably say um, most of the relief pitchers, <coughs> based on their Sorry. performance in the playoffs. Um, yeah. Well, it seems like Giles, A.J. Hinch also has the same opinion, out. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he basically didn't trust uh, any of them. Nope. They were They just really... I, I do think that it's really important to also note about, you know, the Astros winning the World Series last year and being the best team in baseball is that um, they basically won without a bullpen. And I think that's pretty unprecedented. Uh, you know, I think their bullpen only gave like a couple, every, basically every time they went in the game, they gave up like five runs. Um, and so towards the end, we were just pitching our starting pitchers uh, coming out of the bullpen and so you know i don't you know i'm not a baseball historian but i would venture to guess that no other team has ever won the world series uh without a bullpen like without a bullpen so uh <laughs> i think that makes us even more impressive and we don't even hope... need a bullpen to win the world series it gives hope to people like matthew out there um <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a bullpen now that's true yeah but you don't, you don't even need it <laughs> <laughs> uh, so have, have you have you had much of a think about your uh, 2018 predictions yet? I mean, we've got a couple of weeks before the Battery Mates prediction contest opens, but um, have you started thinking through? Uh, I have started thinking about how I plan on winning again. Um, oh, God, I forgot you won, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> your your, your prize is somewhere in, what, in the Atlantic Ocean right now? It is literally still in the Atlantic Ocean. It arrives at Southampton Docks in about a week. Yes, I love it. Um, I do believe the Astros will probably win 120 games. Uh, I, you know, I would really like to to play the Nationals uh, in the World Series. 
Uh, it would have been better to play the Nationals this year in the World Series uh, so that we could have gone to a game together, Matthew, um, and we could have seen the Astros beat the Nationals and become world champions. But, um, you know, we can text message uh, about that. And, Toby, I do believe this year the Indians will uh, have the honor of losing to the Astros in the ALCS. I look forward to it. (laughs) Well, Ross, uh, it seems like you're well-adjusted from your um, World Series victory. Um, It's always an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, uh, Good luck to the the 120, future 120-win Astros this season. (laughs) Um, But it doesn't sound like they need a lot. So, um, you know, good luck. Good luck out there this season. And I, uh, I hope you you know come up with a a favorite, a least favorite player on your team eventually, pretty soon. Yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you know on that. I might tweet it <laughs> we'll out. We'll have you back on the show. Yeah, we'll have <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> Thanks, Ross. Thanks, y'all. Okay, it's always good to talk to to Ross. Um, if anyone was going to win the World Series, I'm I'm glad it it wasn't Jeff Gabriel's <laughs> Los Angeles Dodgers. So it's always good to talk to him. And the Nationals are playing Houston on Friday in the the first of of our uh, uh, spring training uh, games. We share a, a ballpark in Florida with uh, Houston, so um, a shame I couldn't be there for that. But it's literally three and a half thousand miles away, uh, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I will, I will be listening to it on the radio though. Yeah, baseball is back. It's you know, the next time we have an episode, we'll have actual games to talk about, not meaningful games, but things that happened on a field that were, you know, there was probably radio coverage of. Um, I will actually be on location uh, in Phoenix uh, uh, sometime in March, probably a couple episodes from now. So more, more soon on. Uh, that tr- on that trip, um, but yeah. Until then, so we, I imagine last time we put out an episode, some big news happened uh, in baseball. Uh, so I imagine you know JD Martinez will sign after we publish this episode. Um, I don't know. Some big trades will happen. You know, a lot of the things that we you know will have to cover uh, two weeks later. So uh, <laughs> uh, until then, uh, shag those balls. <laughs>